Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's New Year's Eve, and it marks the end of a decade. On today's show, we're taking a look at the decade in review. A decade ago, we were in a post-9-11 world where many Western countries were embroiled in conflicts in Iraq and Afghanistan. There was the genocide in Syria and the collapse of the society in Venezuela, numerous other conflicts like the Ukraine that have left a blemish on our humanity as a species. In this past decade, we all gave up a lot of personal privacy in the name of security. There's more tracking and surveillance than at any time in human history. This past decade was a decade of social media, where it was once a peripheral distraction for early adopters, has now seen widespread adoption, is mainstreamed by almost the entire Western society. Ten years ago was 2010. The Great Recession was in full force, and real estate prices were falling in many areas of the country. Borrowing was extremely difficult, and the only buyers were cash buyers. Loan defaults were making headlines on a daily basis, not only for the size of the defaults, but the numbers of defaults and foreclosures. The next two years would see millions of foreclosures in the United States, and many of the defaults were so-called maturity defaults, where the borrower had made every single loan payment on time. But then the loan came up for renewal at the end of a five- or seven-year term, and then the bank required an injection of cash in order to fix the loan-to-value ratio. Values had dropped so much during those two years that banks didn't have enough security. In many cases, properties were underwater where the current value of the property was worth less than the loan. That seems like a distant memory. I remember attending real estate meetups in those days when you could buy properties for about 30% of construction cost. If you paid 50% of construction cost, you were paying way too much. And I had people telling me not to invest in real estate because it was too risky. What followed has been nearly a decade of real estate bargains. Cheap and relatively easy money. And it was truly the opportunity of a lifetime for those who entered the market at the right time. We had market conditions where you could buy distressed properties so far below construction costs that new construction made no sense at all. It fell by 80% across the country. There was so little new construction for nearly five years that it created a huge pent-up demand for new product entering the market. That created the opening for us to get into the construction business, to satisfy that demand. The past decade for me was one of transition from the tech industry into the world of real estate investing. I learned a ton. I made a bunch of mistakes, most of them having to do with choosing the wrong partners. And when you're green, it's easy to trust someone who seems to know more than you do. In those situations, it's hard to tell the difference between someone who's educating you versus someone who's manipulating you and setting you up for failure. On more than one occasion, I looked back on a year of hard work and concluded that we had succeeded in returning capital to investors, but ultimately had not made much money for ourselves. And while those moments were difficult to take, the learnings were profound. The past decade involved a transition from projects that were too small to working with teams that had strong ethics and were building larger projects that would ultimately yield much better results. We established the core of our buy-on-the-line, move-the-line strategy, and that proved extremely effective and scalable. By honing in on a repeatable process, I was able to build a sustainable development business. I somehow managed to attract some incredible people into my life over the past decade. I attracted a few of the wrong ones, and learning the difference, acting to eliminate those who were not a fit, was the most important thing for me to do. In this decade, I wrote two books. I learned how to communicate with the media and had hundreds of media appearances and public speaking engagements. I took a leadership role in our local real estate investors organization and helped it grow to roughly double in size. Ten years ago, I was listening to podcasts. Those were mostly lectures and interviews with people from Silicon Valley. 
Little did I know that I would venture into this world only a short time later. In the past decade, I had successful development projects, and I learned to manage success as well as how to manage failure, delays, and setbacks. There were times when I felt stuck, like I wasn't making progress fast enough. It's like pushing a rock uphill, and I learned that persistence was the key to ultimately achieving success. I watched my wife grow her family therapy practice from a single practitioner to having a staff of nine. I'm so proud of her. And within my family, all of my children grew up and transitioned from being teenagers to young adults and living on their own. As a parent, I wish the best for my children. It's gratifying to see them chase their dreams, and at times it's difficult to watch them make choices that maybe I wouldn't have made under the same circumstances. But that's what makes them unique. They have to live their life for themselves. Above all, I'm committed to saving the journey to personal growth and making each day better than the one before. As we start the new decade, let me be the first to say hindsight may be 2020, but 2020 is in your future. Have an awesome new year and a new decade celebration. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.